0: if you're the business owner and you're running the leads, if you're literally doing everything, then what generates revenue? Contracts and closings. So you really should be focused on just that, which means that everything else should be outsourced in some way.
1: This is the Naked Truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another No
0: BS episode
1: right now. Hello, everybody. This is Javier Hinojo, your host of the Naked Truth about real estate investing. And today, I got Max Fish from Pennsylvania. He's actually in Jersey right now fixing his, one of his beach houses, it was a remodel, but he's going to talk about outsourcing and having a virtual assistant or just outsourcing some of your, your tasks. So he'll talk about how he got started with that and kind of give you some tips on what to do. And he has a company that will help you do it as well, right? So you don't feel overwhelmed if you want to come in and try to hire somebody, train somebody and all that. They can do that for you and he'll give you information about that, about his company and his contact information, but let's just go ahead and get started. Max, welcome to the show.
0: Javier, thanks for having me. Yeah, real estate guy, uh, outsource expert, and we're here to uh, talk some shop with you, man. Cool. So how
1: long have you been in, um, in real estate? What's your asset type?
0: I actually started as a mortgage guy back in the early 2000s. Found my first property uh, roughly a year in, residential, single family. Bought it, did a paint carpet rehab, sold it in 04. Uh, that was my first you know, my first flip today. We focus on uh, single-family residential, looking to get into larger properties, commercial, multifamily, five plus units, that kind of thing. But that would be more buy and hold. No, you know, no flips like we do with the residential. So, where do you buy most of
1: your single-family properties? Where do you buy them? Is it around Philly or all over yeah. the
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah? So, Philly and surrounding suburbs. So, there's you know four counties around Philadelphia County. The other side of Philly is bordered by a river, the river, the Delaware River. So.
1: Okay. And then so scaling from uh, your single family to start buying, you know, Aplex, 12, how big do you want to buy? Same Um, area, too? Same area?
0: No. And that's part of the problem. So I would say probably 20 20 units minimum. The issue right now is that multifamily is extremely attractive. The cap rates are very low. Here in Philadelphia, you know, three, four, 5% cap rates are, are common. And that's basically the rate of return you'd get if you paid cash. We want to see you know, high single digits realistically for, for a quality property, so 6%, you 7%, know, 8% if, if possible, and those deals don't come along often. So probably got to look further south, but they have to be big enough that we can pay for uh, you know, a quality property manager if they're, if they're too far away. You know, that's kind of the dance that we have to do because um, right now, the residential stuff is so hard to come by. You know, inventory is very, very tight.
1: Yeah, inventory is tight everywhere. I mean, there's still deals to be had. It's just a little bit harder to get them. Right now, because just the market is hot, but you know, just from single family to uh, multifamily, they're still out there, right? We still get pretty pretty good deal flow for our multi multifamily properties, but not as good as uh, 2020. You know, I bought the majority of my portfolio in 2020 for multifamily, and when everybody wasn't buying, like, you know what, let's buy it. And I kind of got in a way lucky there because everything's almost tripled right since 2020 to today, especially multifamily. But so talk to me as far as, you know, I know you're like a systems guy, process guy, mm-hmm. and you have a VA company. You hired virtual assistants to start helping you just outsource a lot of the work. So, so just kind of talk to me, like, what made you think like, okay, let me, let me outsource some of this work. And like, what was your thought process when you when that when that flipped?
0: That switch Yeah. Flipped? The, the story I always tell is uh, it really started with lead gen. So, you know, I'm in my office. I have uh, at the peak, I had eight men and women, you know, younger folks, 10, $12 an hour people, W2 employees, Doing calling and texting and and sending emails and calling fizbos and all that kind of stuff, and I started having issues. You know, they'd show up late, catch them sleep in their car. I caught a couple of women fighting, fist fighting, literally in the bathroom, and that's the, you know, that was like the aha that I always tell everybody because at that point I'd had enough. You know, the other tenants in the building are starting to get upset and a buddy of mine said try VAs and so it took about a year to really refine the process and then I started outsourcing everything so like my bookkeepers in Florida we outsource all of the back end stuff dispositions any kind of advertising even the person that answers our phones is not in our office so i look at outsourcing not only from like a VA perspective but like everything from maybe a, a third party company to handle you know basic operations you know, type of stuff. Uh, property manager could be out, you know, could be a form of outsourcing. So I just look at everything to try to keep my core in office team, if you will, as small as possible. Right now, that's four, including myself.
1: All right. So tell me about that. Tell me what your core team looks like, right? One of my partners used to work in New York and he said he used to go to Warren Buffett's office and they had such a small team. He'd expected that there would be a thousand people there. And he said it was that's interesting. I, yeah, I'd <laughs> never heard that. It was a handful of people controlling billions and billions of dollars, right? I'm like, holy crap. Anyway, so tell me about the four core people. What does that look like?
0: Yeah. So there's myself, you know, I'm kind of do handling higher level decision making, marketing strategy, that kind of thing. Project manager handling the construction aspect, the day-to-day construction stuff on site typically. We had as many as 10, I think, going at one time. uh, And then COVID hit. I mean, like so we we've had a significant number. Now we try to keep it one or two at a time. And then we also have an acquisitions guy, Rafael, and then we have dispositions person as well, who's a licensed agent everyone else is some type of support function of one of those four roles. And they're, they're outsourced. They might not be overseas, but they're not in the office and they're not full-time W2 employees. For sure. So now tell me, you know, you can outsource not just
1: real estate, right? But you can have, you know, a payroll company, a construction company. So kind of talk to me a little bit about that. How does that help somebody to outsource, right? Or, Or what kind of other business?
0: Well, like for example, you know, I thought when I hired my first employee, it made sense for me to fill out all the um, the forms for the workers' comp, uh, which you need, and uh, to go through all that, you know, mess around with the state of Pennsylvania. I thought it made sense for me to handle all the payroll, you know, and I learned very quickly that you know something like Gusto is a software; they'll do your payroll stuff, and you basically just write out the checks if, if you even want to do that part. But they'll handle all of it for you, so you don't have to do any of the calculations for like. $2 an employee per pay period, right? So for a very small amount of money, you can save yourself hours and hours of time. So yeah, anything I would say, anything payroll related, kind of HR compliance related, any kind of state stuff, licensing. You wouldn't represent yourself as an attorney if you had a you know some type of civil issue. We hire engineers if we're going to get a variance. We don't go into the zoning planning and do it ourselves, right? Because you have to have multiple going at one time. So any kind of task or role within the organization that falls outside of your core function really should be outsourced. And I, I think about Gino Wickman's book, Traction, You know, write people, write seats, and make sure that your tasks are very defined, and it should be hopefully your highest value tasks, right? It doesn't make sense for me to, I don't know, clean the bathrooms, right? I hire someone else to do that. I outsource it. So same kind of principle.
1: Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your company now. So you offer, what do you offer? uh, VAs, training, what do you offer?
0: Yeah. So the VA service, again, it grew out of just kind of what I was doing. People started asking me. So you know, we now do everything, essentially everything real estate related that doesn't require face-to-face. So if someone needed any kind of like lead gen, um, administrative support, um, we place acquisitions, people, dispositions. Think of like property managers. uh, We have roofing companies as clients, uh, home builders, just anything you can really think of. Our kind of claim to fame, if you will, is that we hire globally outside the States. So, you know, we can bring in, like, for example, we just placed a guy from the Dominican Republic. He's an American. He just moved there with a client and he's doing his dispositions. Now he's not on the ground, but, you know, he's communicating with these folks. It's because the client's disposition guy basically left and set up his own shop. He was paying that, that guy six figures. He told us now he's paying, I think 3000 a month and that's bonuses and everything. So there's a huge cost savings, but it's also a great job for for the employee or the or the contractor that is, and it's a great win for the client as well because he has some certainty and doesn't have to worry about you know the business interruption if somebody leaves or something like that happens. For sure, that's that sounds awesome.
1: So, what would you say to somebody who doesn't have a VA right now, doing everything right, Clean the toilets, sign mm-hmm. up with their own contracts, right And the payroll? Well, I mean, they probably don't have any. Well, I maybe mean, we do have employees, but you know, just the busy day of work, right? Like the bookkeeping, which can take forever. Going to closing. You know, when you buy a property, you got to change all your utilities and you got to get insurance and you got to fill all those paperwork. I mean, at the end of the day, it takes time. It's important. It has to get done. Right. But what do you say to somebody who's like a solopreneur, right? That's thinking about outsourcing
0: some of this. Well, two things. One, if you have to come up with things to give this person to do, you're either not ready to hire or you're not ready to hire full time. So keep that in mind. Right. But aside from that, all of the things that you're mentioning should absolutely be outsourced because I would go back to what is your highest and the highest and best use of your time, right? So if you're the the business owner and you're running the leads, if you're do, literally doing everything, then what generates revenue? right? Contracts and closings. So you really should be focused on just that, which means that everything else should be outsourced in some way because if you, can free up your time and you can generate 50% more contracts or or 100% more contracts or triple the number of contracts well the cost to do that is going to be a fraction of the revenue gained so i would say outsource as quickly as possible as opposed to the old method which would be you know hire a girl to answer the phones for you and hire someone to do this and hire someone to do that the cost of doing that is very very high you know the traditional way
1: so what would you say you said something really you said something really key that either part-time or full-time, right? So people saying, I got to hire somebody Mm full-time. Well, it doesn't have to be full-time, right? You can hire somebody part-time, right? That that saves you 20 hours a week. It's okay, right? You can start off by by part-time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, like for us personally, you know, we will do part-time engagements. I think it really depends on what what the role is you want this person to do, right? So first of all, everybody that works for us, works for us exclusively, okay? Their head has to be in the game. They sign non-disclosure agreements. We take all that kind of stuff very seriously, and a lot of times they're handling information that can be sensitive, right? People's social security numbers, whatever, something as simple as a lead could very easily be sold to another investor or something online. So most people are, are not out to do bad, but you know, there are bad apples. So you have, to, you have to be careful. As long as you do it right, I think part-time is perfectly fine, but I'd want to know what else they're doing with their time.
1: Yeah. And what would you say
0: would be some of the
1: first things somebody has to outsource?
0: Again, I think about this, the lowest level stuff, right? So for example, think of the easiest jobs. Think of like building your buyer's list. Something like that should be outsourced. Think about advertising your properties for sale. Something like that should be outsourced. you know. And again, maybe you get somebody to do it. Maybe get a company or an individual on a one-off to generate ads for you, and then they put them on Facebook. Something like that is, is simple, but that's what we're talking about. So any of that kind of stuff, answering the phones, ultimately lead gen, because you Like, if you're doing the lead gen, if you're on the phone and then you have an appointment, now you're off the phone, right? And it's very hard to get traction. So you need consistency as well. So lead gen is a big one at some point. And then ultimately, you know, again, goes right down to you hear people saying, I don't go to closings, you know? So outsource, you know, outsource that aspect of it. You could have a transaction coordinator for a fee or someone in house or whatever. So again, try to remove yourself as much as possible. This might take a year or two, but. That's where I think people should be looking.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah, start the process, right? Start the process. At the end of the, you know, you hear the term uh, "other people's money," but you know, you got other people's time as well, right? And and everybody's it's a win-win, right? They get a job and they got a they got a paycheck, and you get some free time to go make more money, right? You don't have to you know to worry about the worry about the little things. And one thing that I tell people when maybe they're going to hire an assistant or the first employee or the first virtual assistant, you say they're going to pay. Thirty grand a year. I'm just going to throw a number out there, right? They think about thirty thousand I mean, dollars. I'm gonna spend thirty grand, right? Well, it's not really thirty grand, right? I say, hey guys, want, just do it for ninety days, right? It's 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 it, it it'd be like it's like seventy five hundred, right? Try it for ninety days, right? You know, and you'll see how much more free time you have after ninety days to go make that money, and you'll be shocked. You're gonna say, I should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> right?
0: I, the story I always tell is that one of the biggest wholesale deals we ever did was almost just short of three hundred thousand but the number I always use is 225 or 222, something like that. But the reason why is because my acquisitions guy was paid over 50 grand in commissions for that deal. Now, most people go, oh my God, you paid him 50,000. But what they don't understand is it took three years of him, almost three years of him chasing that person around, calling and calling and calling and calling and letting it die and reviving it and all of that that I never would have done okay? In order for that deal to happen. So you can't look at it as I spent fit over 50 grand, 52, 58, whatever the number was. You have to look at it as we made over 200,000 on a deal that never would have otherwise happened. Sure. And I think that's the problem that people fall into is I'm spending X. Yeah. And if you're thinking like that, you're either, you got to change your mentality, or again, you're just not ready to hire because you're too worried about, you're too worried about the small, I don't want to say small dollars, but you're too worried about the little stuff, if that sure. makes sense.
1: Yeah, definitely makes sense. Your acquisition guy worked hard for three years, right? So I'm sure he was happy his with that, off. Right?
0: And, and, yeah, you Yeah, know, I mean, think it, about it. I it, jokingly it, say, it, if, yes. if you do yeah. the math, I mean, yeah. we all made 11 bucks an hour or something, you know? But yeah, he worked his butt off, you know? Yeah, but, so, but
1: if, if somebody brings me $300,000 profit and you want to, you want 60K, I'll do that every day. Just let you guys know every day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me too.
1: Every day. I'll be more happy to pay you 60K, <laughs> you know? So this is the naked truth, right? Uh, naked truth about real estate investing. So tell us what the biggest mistake you made with, With outsourcing or VAs? What was the biggest mistake? Ooh,
0: yeah. I'd say the biggest mistake is probably not doing enough uh, front-end due diligence. Probably the first, maybe the second year in, I had hired a woman, put her in a management capacity and long story short, went six months. She had some great ideas. We implemented some of them, others we didn't. And she puts in her two weeks notice and she leaves. Then I start getting phone calls from guys who are friends of mine, right? So you know, if any of them are listening, they, they might remember this. This is, I don't know, three years ago or something. But I start getting calls with people saying, hey, you know, I'm getting this phone call from so-and-so saying we're gonna move your account, this and that. And it was goofy because these people are friends of mine, which she knew. So I don't understand why she tried to poach, but she actively tried to steal our clients. And in the grand scheme of things, it's it's kind of silly. But you know, the reality is, is that again, you got to be careful, sensitive information, people's socials, a lot of stuff. That pertains to a real estate deal is private info. So you got to be very careful. So I I would say, biggest issue definitely not enough upfront due diligence when hiring. Okay. Excellent.
1: Enough due diligence. Perfect. Max, how do people get a hold of you? And give me the name of your company.
0: Yeah, it's Real Estate Project Solutions. So they can go there, realestateprojectsolutions.com, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and they can find me there. Just on uh,
1: on Instagram, I'm going to follow you here. It's uh, MaxFish. F-I-S-C-H dot M-E. That's right. All right. Following you. Are you following me? So, which is great. So, I just followed you on Instagram. I see you have uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and your website. So, uh, I appreciate you being on the show. And this brings me to the best part, my favorite part of the actual show. We're going to ask you just three random questions. This is the Naked Truth Roulette. Oh, man. There's a rumor out there that you got to take your shirt off, but it's not true. Okay, Max. I know you're at the beach. (laughs) So it wouldn't be too bad.
0: Yeah, no, it's a little it just, chilly uh, today, man.
1: Yeah, 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 it's a little chilly down. I'm in North Carolina. It was actually a little chilly today as well. But mm-hmm. uh, here's just three random questions. Got nothing to do with business, nothing to do with real estate. We're just going to roll with it. All right.
0: Fair enough, man. I love it.
1: Let's spin it. First question for Max. All right. Oh yeah. Look at that. Right off the bat. I know you're engaged. No kids, right?
0: That is true.
1: Okay. Well, if you could take any celebrity on a date, who would it be?
0: Any celebrity?
1: Yeah, dead or um, alive. Man,
0: phew, man, that's a really hard question. You, you, I, I don't want to say you stumped me, but any celebrity? Okay, you, can um, go, you can
1: have a top three list, top five list. I'm okay with that.
0: Man. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, um, I guess I'd want like the female version of Warren Buffett. Uh, oh, there you go. I mean, really like that's wh- whoever we can think of that would be like that. And it would be helpful. If she's, she's attractive obviously, but yeah, I would say probably some business person. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head, really, man. But okay. that's awesome. would-
1: Maybe one of the ladies on Shark Tank. Yeah, oh, there uh, you go. Okay, really? okay. Awesome. Cool. All right. Great answer. Let's go with the next, second question for Max. By the way, I put that question like eight times in here, so it sometimes pops, pops <laughs> up twice. Oh, <laughs> uh, tell me, it is again. Look at that. Oh, no. If you could hang out with any cartoon
0: character, who would it be? Oh, man. Any cartoon character? Man, I don't know. I guess... Uh, I guess the invisible man. That'd be cool. See what everybody, yeah, sure. you know, see what everybody's up to when I'm not around, you know? There you go. Awesome. All right, cool. Third question.
1: Last question for Max. All right. What is the craziest thing you ever sneaked into a movie theater?
0: I'm too boring for you, Javier. <laughs> uh, the craziest thing? Yeah. You know, a friend, I guess. I, I, yeah. That's good. That's good. I'm, you let I'm boring, your- man. You know, it yeah. A couple, okay. couple of my buddies.
1: Yeah. Let let your friends in. No problem. On the last time I had this question, the guy snuck in a large pizza. Like, how do you sneak in a large pizza to to the movie theater?
0: I wouldn't have the balls to break the rules like that, man. I'd be afraid afraid of getting kicked out.
1: Yeah. I haven't said this one in a while, but my 20 year old, when he was 19, him and his friends, they snuck in, I think it was a box of cereal. I forgot. I think it was Captain Crunch or I forgot the name of the cereal. And uh, they snuck in bowls, spoons, and half a gallon of milk. I don't know how they did that in the movie theater, but anyways.
0: See, see my luck I'd get thrown out. Then I'd be mad because it'd be me and my cereal on the sitting on the curb out front, you know. Awesome. Well, hey,
1: Max, you survived the naked truth roulette. Thank you for being a good sport and answering uh, the questions. And we are on the lookout right now for a Warren Buffett female type. So <laughs> I go on my social media. Hey, who is the Warren Buffett female type?
0: Make, make sure, make sure you don't you don't don't forget that last part, man. You, you know, track. i have, I admire Warren Buffett, but you know I wouldn't want to take him on a date you know, like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Mm. Max, anything else you'd like to add before uh, we uh, end the, sh- the show?
0: No, seriously. Uh, look, I really appreciate it. It was fun, uh, Javier. I appreciate the questions and uh, always excited to talk real estate, man. So thanks for having me.
1: Cool, Max. I appreciate it. Thank you for being on the show. I am Javier Dinojo, your host. Don't lose your shirt. Just as promised, I like to give out free stuff, some tools some tips that's actually helped me in my business. There's nothing out there like getting some free stuff that people have spent a lot of time energy in putting together. It's like a referral. Somebody asked me for an electrician. You don't know what kind of brain damage I had to go through to give you this good referral for an electrician. You got to appreciate referrals from people, okay? Because they went through a lot to find that one good person. So I'm going to give you my due diligence template for buying apartment buildings. It's attached to monday.com. It is an affiliate link, so they're going to send me a kickback. Not a lot, but a little bit. But you can either download it as an Excel, or you can put it on monday.com. Monday.com is pretty cool because it's a project management platform software. It's super cool. I use it all the time for my social media, for my team, tracking deals, doing tasks for everybody. It's, uh, it's actually pretty good. You can track construction. It's a project management platform. It's a really cool Monday, like the day, monday.com. So my due diligence checklist is there for free for you. This has been the Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll
0: see you on the next episode.